So I know neither of us has television like cable because way too cool for that. <laughs> That's true. Um, Actually, well, every now and then we buy subscriptions to HBO. Yeah. When totally Perry Mason, though. Succession. Totally but, different. Right, though. right. But you right. know what I mean. Mm-hmm. But That's kind of like made to order. I want to ask you to go back to a time when you did have TV. Maybe when you were a kid, maybe in college. Mm, yes, that was the first time I had access to cable regularly. Oh, It was but, a magical time. Tell me... Tell me about, and surely you have memories, when you when you would scroll through channels mm-hmm. on t- just good old-fashioned TV. And we mm-hmm. sometimes will subscribe to YouTube TV if there's mm-hmm. like some sporting season we want to participate oh, okay. in for the, for the playoffs or the whatevers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've had this Since experience. you're such a sporting Yes, I'm, I'm very fellow. sporty. I'm a sporting person, <laughs> if you didn't know. And you can tell. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, what's a show, what's a movie that, or, or a show that no, when, when you see it on the list, the menu, you mm. just, you just, you just click on it and you watch. See, I'm even using oh, the computer language. Immediately X-Files. X-Files. Anytime. Yep. Anytime. Doesn't matter. Spooky Mulder. Yeah. It, it, it literally doesn't matter. Any episode, I will rewatch it. You are listening to Weird Religion. Hey everyone, this is Weird Religion, a podcast for people who know religion is weird, but love it anyway. I'm Leah Payne. I'm Brian Doak. Welcome. Welcome, Welcome to this episode, which is really more like a, shall we say, a cornucopia of things. A meditation. I mean, if it's you an will. Indiana Jones um, themed thing. Um, because I really just asked you that question, like all questions, merely to have it asked back to me <laughs> so that I could say that I would watch Indiana Jones anytime. Uh, yes. Well, yes, I would too. Especially the first one, especially the third one, especially not the fourth one and probably mm-hmm. not the second one. Yes. I think that's known by now. I, I agree. I think in order of watchable watchability, mm-hmm. I would say three, one, two. I don't, I pretend four didn't happen. Uh, have you seen the trailer for I enjoyed five? Three. Have you? Have uh, you, you no, know, I just, four was so bad. I'm playing it right now. Okay. Can I just say. Who's in it? You know, Harrison Ford's in it. Honestly, stupid, dramatic things appear to be happening. You know, I, okay. I already, I, I'm turning it off. I don't want to watch it. I'm not watching it. I, I don't care what they find. If it's not like a Bible thing, I, I'm out. Yeah, well, I do think, you know, there's so much to say. Clearly, the strongest version of Indiana Jones used religious, Jewish, and Christian imagery. Ark of and, the Covenant. Yes. Holy Grail. I mean, and I think that just Come has on. to do, I, I would I would guess it has to do with just the culture of people who made it and consumed it, understood it best. Um, but the alien thing mm-hmm. was just, just a hard big, pass. A big no. Hard pass. Can I, yeah. can I ask you a question, which is a debate in my family okay. about Indiana Jones 3, um, the, uh, the, holy, the, the final scene where the guy's face gets melted off by drinking the wrong water. And, oh, and right. The, yep. and the, uh, Love that part um, in a weird sort of way. Yep. The Last Crusade. Indiana mm-hmm. Jones' Last Crusade. 1989 yes. film. Wow. Remember Time the final really scene flies. where they enter the grail room mm-hmm. and the knight is there? Yes. And he presents the sword to Indiana. Yes. Oh. Yes. The heart swells. Okay. But <laughs> here's the debate. Okay. Then the, the Nazi sympathizer shows up with Ilsa. Uh, What's her name? Dr. Elsa Schneider. Elsa Schneider. First scholar I saw on TV. I wanted to be her so badly. Oh, and then I she can. turns out, spoiler alert, to be a villainess. Okay. Here's the question, though. Mm-hmm. And no, no, come come around. I need you to watch this with me. Come, just come, bring bring the mic around. Okay. Just come around. Okay. Come around. Here we go. We sit on opposite sides of a desk, yep. so we're not always looking okay. at the same thing. Here we go. Here's the question, though. 
Mm-hmm. Now, do you remember they first Dr. Schneider is going to pick the cup for him? Right. She does. She does pick it for him. He then drinks. Mm-hmm. But she obviously is picks she picking the, the wrong cup on purpose. That's the question we debate about in my family. Oh, right. Because look at her face. We'll we'll post the clip here. Okay, Mm -hmm. so he's drinking right now. If you don't know this film, you don't know this moment right now. This is not Mm -hmm. good. This is not good podcasting right now. Okay, but we're just assuming. So he takes it and he drinks. And obviously, okay, this is, okay, his face is melting. He's melting. This is very bad. She's got a great horror scream, by she the way. But here's the moment, though. It's after he after he melts into dust mm-hmm. and his little Nazi pendant is revealed. Now, she's freaked out and crying. Mm-hmm. But the way she acts after this, it makes me think when she's like, okay, right here. Mm-hmm. Now, now she's going to help Indy choose the cup. What should I choose? It would not be made out of gold. She says it may not be made out of gold. Yeah. Advice that would have been helpful about five minutes ago, Ilsa, when Mm -hmm. you just killed somebody with a totally fake cup. So in other words, was she holding out and did she she get him killed? Well, I- Is this even a debate? I assumed always that she was trying, but now I think recently we're like, maybe she was trying to get him killed. Well, I guess you pounding could. the table <laughs> over this. Brian is very passionate. I'm okay. gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It's probably been a good 15 years since I've seen this movie all the way through. So, I do remember this scene though, of course, because yeah. it came out when I was a Iconic. kid. And Iconic. right. Um, but I would have to say, you know, we could do several different readings of Dr. Schneider. We could read Dr. Schneider as a two-dimensional villainess and of course a common critique of the indiana jones series is that mm-hmm. they have so- somewhat cartoonish right um this is this is for if you're you if you weren't raised during the cold war you might not understand um and it's clear now in our cultural contexts that many people don't understand the kind of corporate satisfaction mm-hmm. um viewers of a certain age got out of punching Nazis in sort of a... Yeah, why was that? In sort of a not... You know, this was not in the era where you had a complex... Where a lot of films had a complex Nazi character Mm -hmm. um, in any way. And and so there was... I mean, as a kid, of course, it was just, you know, no question that you would... (laughs) Mm-hmm. That you would, and, and boy, we could write a book about how things have changed and why they have changed. And yeah. I won't go down that uh, trail right now, but we should. We should do a whole episode on mm-hmm. that. Uh, but I want, so I guess, you know, maybe there's the reading. I always read her as a more simple character. Maybe this is my childlike eyes. Mm-hmm. And so I, as a child, thought that she just got it wrong. But maybe I need to have a more, you know, nuanced view. Was she, in fact, resisting the Nazis and, in fact, was a double, double, triple agent? Because I can't remember. Doesn't she kind of go back and forth? She does. She does. Back and forth. First, she's tricking Indy. Then she's maybe she's It's been too long since I've seen it. Okay. It's fair. Uh, Listeners, do you have an opinion on this? Does this matter to you? And how much does it matter? Um, Let us know. I have a question for you, which is, you know, as we... As we mature, as we go through our lives, we re-interrogate mm-hmm. artifacts of our youth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And some things hold up, some things don't. Yep. And as a scholar, especially for you as a scholar of ancient 
people's ancient worlds. Yeah. Um, you know, the idea of the arrogant American, or maybe I should say American with swagger, yeah. who goes to the world and essentially pillages the earth and brings back treasures uh, mm-hmm. to put in either museums or in um, in one episode in a an American government, secret American government warehouse. No doubt. Um, Modeled on some yes, kind of reality. Yes. Um, w- you know, it's been it's been a long time since I've watched it. I'm watching with very young eyes. Mm-hmm. What is it like to go back through the Indiana Jones um, story with maybe a little more um, knowledge about the fraught relationship that ancient uh, scholars of the ancient world from the Western industrialized yep. Um, kind of academic complex, yep. what they have done to the past and how they have framed the past. I right. don't know. What's it like? Because I'm thinking about it as a child who just got the hugest kick out of, oh, you yeah. know, he was scared of snakes and he punched Nazis. <laughs> um, I will say I'm not an archaeologist, but I, I worked as a volunteer on one archaeological excavation in Ashkelon, mm. Israel mm-hmm. um, when I was a PhD student and great experience. Loved it. So much fun. I actually, it was a bit of a rude awakening though, because archaeology, mm. for those of you who don't know and have never done a professional excavation, here's how it works. You get up before the crack of dawn, 3.30 mm. a.m., 4 oh, a.m. that's way too early for me. You stumble into a dining hall and pretend to have breakfast, and then you get shipped off like a like you're part of a prison work gang off to a site where you become almost like a construction worker with wheelbarrows and tools. And then the way you do excavation, now here's what I thought it would be. Yeah, what did you imagine? Mm, running through a cave with a gun? <laughs> like Indiana Jones? <laughs> like, I imagine gold? <laughs> There's gold! Where's the gold? There's... Is what I want to know. Yeah. And in reality, what it is, is this. You have like almost like dental tools and like gardening mm, tools, and mm-hmm. you are like cleaning the ground, mm. scraping a millimeter of, you know, discerning layers. I mean, this is, it's painstakingly boring, mm. riveting though, if you're into it, scientific or at least scientific-y work. Um, With you, moments of illumination, used I would to have, guess. You said professor at Missouri State, he's passed away to the memory of Lemoyne DeVries. I devote this story. Oh, Lemoyne used to say, he was an archeologist. He said, you know, archeology, span dig a hole, tell a story. That's what it is. Oh, that's sweet. But, you know, he yeah. wanted to emphasize the fact that archaeology is interpretation, that it involves storytelling and narrative. And, and mm-hmm. all archaeologists mm-hmm. know this. But so the scientific aspects of archaeology are thrown completely out the window in the movies. Right? right, right. And so obviously make a mockery of like what the field has achieved in modernity. However, there was an era which the Indiana Jones films harken back to mm-hmm. when, yes, you did carry guns and you did exploit people and you did steal stuff. And obviously now this has become a big problem. I mean, you have entire museums which are are built on like huge amounts of plundering the British Museum. Right. You know, and they, you know, obviously there's been a lot of work done with a lot of work to go, et cetera, et cetera. Right, right. Returning Um, items. Return the stuff and fill in all the cliches and they're trying and they're slow walking some stuff and why can't they, why why can't you just return it? Yeah, it's It's weird because a few years ago I was at the British Museum and I thought they haven't really turned, returned much. Stuff. Surprising how much they have. Surprising how much they have. It seems like if you got a ship have. and you loaded it on the yeah. ship, seems you, like could you, just, could return you could just it. make a few stops. I bet the countries to whom it belongs, I bet they could figure out what to do with it once yeah. you get to them. Especially if you're, I just remember being struck by, um, you know, being in a hall full of Greek 
statues yeah. thinking, you know, you could probably, they'd take them back, I think. <laughs> I, 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 I bet, um, I, I bet I'm just Googling. Uh, among many other things. I'm just, um, I'm, I'm Googling British Museum stolen artifacts. The British Museum itself has a link, which we'll post. Mm -hmm. oh, why is this, when is this cookies thing going to go away on websites? I have to click allow all cookies or why can I reject it in some places, but not others. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyway, British Museum has a site contested objects from the collection. Oh, and so they're they're trying to you know, and they've got contested all kinds of stuff. is a fancy um, various kinds of way of saying uh, that the Parthenon sculptures. You're talking about Greek objects right. and so on. Mm -hmm. um, we'll post the link. Mm -hmm. So you know they're obviously aware of this, and, and people um, sure. people have noted this, but you know also the, uh, the you know the Berlin the Berlin Museum right, in right, right, right. All this It's stuff. a widespread I mean, practice. We don't want. There was a time when this sort of thing happened, so it's not as though it's just one place. But whatever the case, right? It, it's you're right that there was. As a child, at least, Indiana Jones, just the idea of being an archaeologist, maybe this movie made it that, although I think that there are other renderings of archaeology in the early 20th century that romanticized mm -hmm. the the um, the guild. But it for our generation, Indiana Jones, just it just made it seem like joy and adventure and right doing. Yes. Like he was writing a particular yes. particular wrong. Very uncomplicated. I'm sure the new movies are going to get so fancy, like all the new Batman movies, like just like a how, gritty, grim, just gritty. Like let's, I don't know. If that's let's have work. him like murdering people on the this side. <laughs> Come on, let's do it. We can yeah, do this. Hollywood. I, I, I think they were trying to do that in the the fourth one. They were trying to. That's why it's dumb. Yeah, I there's a there's there's a certain form that you you need a certain thing out mm -hmm. of, and maybe that maybe the time for that is past. Maybe we just can't. Yeah do that anymore reminds I mean. me of a, of a of a of a lecture i heard as a teaching fellow um from a class a, a major classics professor gregory mm -hmm. Naj. shout out to greg he's a great just a great professor a great human was oh, on my dissertation committee uh, professor of classics at harvard he you know we had this fascinating discussion in a class that i was assisting him with called concepts of the hero in greek civilization about the idea like can you even have a heroic narrative anymore mm. because of what's required for heroism is a certain kind of I mean, I, I know you would say, no, no, no. The hero was always morally ambiguous, but there's a sense, though, that the, the hero, you have to essentially endorse. If you start getting too ambiguous, you're now questioning, like, this word hero, like, what it even means to be. Right. Can you be a hero in a nuclear age? Is there such a thing as a heroic country in a nuclear age? Yes, um, that is, you know, that's a great like that. question. Yeah. It's, it brings to mind, so I, I'm really excited because there's a new um, Spider-Man mm -hmm. uh, trailer out, and I'm kind A new Spider-Man? Every six months? No, no. How I'm, often do they I'm do these? I'm over the Marvel version of it. This is the um, comic book cartoon okay. version with Miles Morales. My my children absolutely love the first one. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking, when you were saying that, I was thinking Spider-Man is quite a heroic figure by the the standards. You know, he's he doesn't, his conflict in that depiction is about personal tragedy and trauma, mm -hmm. not necessarily about his character. You're always pretty sure that this Spider-Man character is good, like is a morally right. good. And one of the things that brought that to mind was he's also a child in the film. Yes. And I was wondering if there's something about maybe the other spider people, I don't want to spoil that too much in the multiverse aren't necessarily children, but I was wondering if we corporately feel a little more confident that a child could be, 
I mean, he's a young adult, but he's underage is what I'm saying. He's not. Yeah, he's, he's a minor. Know. And the whole thing is about his kind of coming of age and, mm-hmm. and enduring tragedy and going mm-hmm. on to realize his heroic potential. But right. I thought, I actually loved that so movie. You're saying, I thought it was so good. I didn't have younger. any of those. Are you saying because he's younger, I he wondered. can be a hero? Yeah, Maybe yeah. I wondered. Yeah, you I know, it's harder. So, if But if you want to have Batman, he's got to be this sort of fraught. Yeah. There was Character. something that lent itself to it. I mean, he's dressing up like a bat. He's covered in black. His face is like he's mm-hmm. he is genuinely he seems to love pain, like hurting himself too. And so mm-hmm. there was maybe something there to exploit. I guess I'm maybe I'm maybe I was, maybe I was feeling a little nostalgic for the good old days. Where you want Where a wanted, less complicated yeah, just, heroic just, figure. Just have the hero go around punching some Nazis. <laughs> punch um, those Nazis. Just punch him. Okay. Yeah. Now, here's a surprise I had for you. I and, and 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 I really think you're going to like this. Okay. There is a new book out. It okay. is called Indiana Jones and Philosophy. Why did it have to be Socrates? Wow. Edited by someone named Dean Kowalski. If we were more ambitious, we would have had Professor Kowalski on the show. That would have um, been fun. I've I've I, I seen various bios here in my quick googling. So Dean, if you're out there and we're getting this wrong, forgive us. Um, but I'm reading here from uh, KentuckyPress.com, where he's authored several books. Um, Dean Kowalski is associate professor of philosophy at the University of Wisconsin, Waukesha. He's editor oh. of the philosophy of the X-Files and author of classic questions and contemporary film an introduction to philosophy. Sounds so, so fun. He may actually be a professor somewhere else, but you know, others can sleuth that out, but he is a professor of, fl- uh, of philosophy and he's written the philosophy of Joss Whedon. Oh gosh. Steven Spielberg and philosophy. Already I mean, edited, one of my favorite professors volumes. don't even know him, but I love this. And also the philosophy of the X-Files. Oh, how fun. So, which I mentioned. Uh, philosophers have fun. Philosophers have fun. have fun in a way that religion scholars sometimes Can don't. Can I go back and be a philosopher? Is it too <laughs> late for me? <laughs> I've wondered Can that about a couple other disciplines. Just enter that realm. <laughs> yes. Our lives. That better world. We'd be writing cool books like this. I thought this would be a fun game. Okay. Um, and this is published by um, Wiley Blackwell, 2023. And uh, Ooh, it's new. As a way, and I see that it's pretty inexpensive, which is I always know, welcome know, news right? because so many times scholarly books are too expensive. Anyway. Fun game. Book we haven't read. What if just reading the chapters? So this is a collected volume where you have an mm-hmm. editor, but then you have authors who are all writing these articles. And I, I was reading some of these and I thought these would be fun to reflect on just the article titles, just kind of like without reading the book. Just like guessing what they're about or even okay. like, or even trying to guess like what's the illusion or what's Maybe the Maybe we should have them back on to we talk should. about it. This would we be should. so fun. Okay, I love it. Okay, so Let's do it. Here's this um here's this first one. Um um introduction. Indiana Jones. I always knew someday you'd come walking back through my door. I never doubted that. <gasps> Who says that and when? Oh my gosh. Uh this is from the very First film. Correct. This is his long lost Correct. love. And there's, it's actually, when I thought about it as an adult, it's a little bit creepy. Marion, right? Mar- um, yes. Correct. And I'm literally, I'm doing with this, this without notes. She's, she's doing and, it. Um, and you find out that she was the daughter of his mentor and, and quite uncomfortably young, I think. Um, but must, anyway, must be. yes. Um, at some point she says I was a child, but anyway, uh, then she goes, uh, she goes on to drink him under the table and they fight um, their opponents and burn her bar down. And then they go on this epic event adventure. I'm just riffing here. That is the scene. Am I right? You're totally correct. Okay. In fact, I think I there's a, the character I, of Mary. I believe that there's actually a chapter that uses one of those um, quotes. Okay. Well, maybe we'll get to it. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that was just, I mean, that's just the, that's just the introduction. Wow. Already. Now, par, um, part one. More. Here's some, some titles of chapters from, from, 
from part one. How about chapter two by um, Eduardo Perez? Does it always belong in a museum? Ooh, this must tackle the ethics, ethics of, of should it be archaeology. In a museum? Ooh, yeah. I'm already interested. Wait, I want to read the second one. All right. Wait, did you have any thoughts on does it always belong in a museum? We kind no, of covered. I mean, but that's a th- that's the thing that comes up. Um, I think in the third one, um, b- when he gets that cross off the boat in the beginning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's like and he's like that belongs in a museum and the guy's like you belong in a you museum you belong in a museum yeah, and yeah. i think that's a way of saying that he had throwback ethics or something like yeah, that yeah he, he had some he had some ethics he believed things belonged in a museum but of course he's he's you know he's practicing i mean maybe the ethics there too would delve into something like you know some things maybe belong with it with, with its original owners not in a museum right mm-hmm, so this mm-hmm. would be yeah, that's, no, that's kind of interesting. The line lands differently yeah. depending on your context. Totally. Do you want to pick a chapter Sure. Now? Oh, are we just picking random chapters? Or are we going through? We should have okay. talked about this first. Did you find it? Oh, <laughs> Raiders of the Lost Kant. Indy meets the categorical imperative. What is the categorical ah, imperative? Ah, by Mia Wood. Do you remember what the categorical imperative uh, is? Uh, Kant? Yeah. Yeah. Can you? <laughs> I do. I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, you, can I, you I can universalize say. your maxim? Yeah, can you if you yeah. do a thing, should it be should a thing that everyone yeah. does everywhere? Don't don't doubt me. I'm not I okay. I'm not, I, I don't have a you show PhD off. in I was, philosophy. I was you a maybe to show off. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so now I'm wondering about, um, you know, indie meets the category. Oh, so I wonder what they're going to tackle in yeah. in that one. Like, should he? You know, the things he does. I mean, this is a this is this is, this is a great heroic yeah. thing too. The things that a hero does should everyone do in all situations. Probably what not. Does. Probably clearly not. not. You yeah. cannot do. You can't just run around in some like some like souk or market area uh-huh. and like shooting people trying to find your lost girlfriend, which he does in in in, in the first. Commandeer. What are those hydrogen balloon? Yeah. Things? Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm throwing people out of windows mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. You just you cannot. Lots of stuff. Yeah. So yeah. clearly. Well, what about chapter five, though? Feminism in Indiana Jones, Ugh. a field guide. I just want to stop this episode right now. I mean, Read that chapter. There's a whole for uh, Kate C.S. Schmidt. We thank you. for Yes. Your chapter. I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually going to read that. So it seems like it would be good. It would be really fun and interesting because the the female characters there are few, very few of them. It's it's mm-hmm. worth saying, but I'm I'm curious about her take on feminism. As mm-hmm. now I'm I'm slowing my words down because I'm getting really interested in it. And what's it the the second film that neither of us yeah. watch? Kate Capshaw is is. I'd be curious to see how each of those leading ladies are right. are analyzed. Is that what there's a lady in each chapter? One. Yeah, you know. Yes, my favorite is Pro- Marion. A little um, bit of a. I, I was gonna say, you know, the idea of like a, a, a the kind of that 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 woman trope of like a shapeshifter or like the side character who can kind of be anything. She's mm-hmm. I think she's stronger than that. Um, in the third one, though, Ilsa, I don't know. You like her, though, so you think well, maybe no, she's Well, no, I mean, too. she was sort of an icon to me because she's yeah, yeah. this beautiful lady scholar. Right, so maybe she transcended yeah. the idea that she was only a sidekick or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I don't know. Mm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, 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 here we go. Okay. Um, this is interesting, and I have no idea what it would be about, but I'm going with Chapter 8, Nietzschean Themes in Raiders of the Lost Ark, God May Be Dead, but best not disturb his corpse. Yeah, I wonder Duncan if that Gale. Duncan Gale. I wonder if that subtitle is is kind of a comical thing, but then the rest of it is about something else, not so much God being dead, but about other Nietzschean themes. 
See, these yes, are things I wondered that, that too. These are things that would be solved, of course, as if you we know, would, by reading, to reading read the, book. the book. But no, this is way more fun. This is it's us just, just starting the we're process. Just, we're just whetting the whistle. <laughs> this, this, for, is like, this is um, like if you go to a bookstore with us, yep. we would go back and forth about whether or not we were going to That's right. spend our salary on this. Clearly, we would buy because now we want to know more well, yeah, about we're this. We're advertising their book. God I mean, may on. be dead, but best not disturb his corpse. I want to say, this is what I would, I would wonder if it was about the sort of enchanted universe of so i'm thinking about the the quote is god is dead and we have killed him or but we have killed him and yeah. we've anyway and so i wonder if there's some sort of nod to how it the the films re-enchant mm-hmm. objects in the world in yeah. our imagination I'm really the, uh, riffing here. The quote is the full quote, which often gets abbreviated to God mm-hmm. is dead. Of course there are, um, but the, the quote goes on and has a, a, a bit of a different meaning, a different valence. Mm-hmm. If you get into it a little bit, which is the quote is God is dead. God remains dead. And we have killed him. And we have killed him. How shall we comfort ourselves? The murderers of all murderers. What was holiest and mightiest of all that the world has yet owned has bled to death under our knives. Who will wipe this blood off us? You know, Nietzsche's always, when I have read him in class with students, they are always really surprised at how much, how, what a thrill ride it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a great, great example of Post that quote for you that. if you uh, need to go back and uh, re- re- revisit the quote. Or you think we're just making it up. Like, no, Nietzsche couldn't have been that nuanced. It couldn't <laughs> have gone deeper. Oh, no, but it did. It's it's deep. But it did. Deep. Um, Makes you think. Okay, okay. okay. Next S- one. Speed round. All right. We're seeing here. We got we to we wrap this up at some point. How about, I, I was kind of intrigued by this one, chapter 14, Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Numinous Process Ooh, of God. The I idea wonder. that God is active and real is a concept, certainly in the first and the third films. Absolutely. I mean, there are other supernatural forces in in two and four and probably in five no doubt but um that 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 sense that that you know that the ark of the covenant is still animated by Mm -hmm. ancient israel's Mm -hmm. god Mm -hmm. is a big deal or the idea that the grail has some kind of actual power you know and so on is 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 the key issue in the third one well and yes and i i want to say that raiders of the lost ark has a scene that and i'm just getting this from my childhood memory mm-hmm. where the ark is being taken in a box with a swastika on the outside and yep. it burns right through that oh. swastika. Oh. So there's this idea, like the box. Yep. Am I making that up? No, I no, think no, that's, that's real, that's, right? That's real. Um, I think it's like as they're carrying it along the way. Okay. The it's like on starts, a train or something. Burn. It just burns right yeah. out yeah. because no, I, I think you're remembering correctly. it was like an unholy um, symbol. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, that's, that's what that made me think of when, I, when you said that all of a sudden I just had that memory, oh, that yeah. image in my mind. Oh, um, yeah. and what a thrill as a kid it was because we knew the right side to be on <laughs> as a viewer. It feels right? good to be right. Oh yeah. There's probably wrong. like lots of books you could write about how oh, uh, that p- feels. Part one of the book has as its section title quote, mm-hmm. it was wrong and you knew it. it was. Unquote. That's what Marion says. That's right. Him. That's right. It was right. wrong and you knew it. It was. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, let's see here. Slip in another one. Oh, this one is kind of um, interesting. Listening to the music of Ooh. Indiana Jones, John Williams, and aesthetic appreciation. Wow. I'm excited about that one because. Play it. Oh, my gosh. Just, uh, 
just warms the heart. Okay, as an experiment, my, my children have not seen Indiana Jones. They're way too young. They would get so freaked out by yeah. all of this stuff. But yeah. um, I just put that music on the other day. Mm-hmm. And I kid you not, like as soon as the music started, neither of them have any idea what this is for. Mm-hmm. They, one of them took off their shirt and put it on their back and started like whipping it around like <laughs> woo, and and galloped around the room. Yeah. And they they just knew exactly what to do. Oh. How what is that like hearing? Oh. It makes me want to do an adventure. It like makes me want little to, kid Brian. Makes me want to be a hero again. <laughs> um, la- I definitely want to read that. Last one, one I'll mention here um in part f- part 5, you call this archaeology. You call um this. chapter 17, Aaron Meyer is a famous uh, biblical archaeologist. Ooh, Israeli how exciting. archaeologist, yeah. Quite a lineup. Um Hebrew Bible scholar and ar- archaeologist has done excavation at at Philistine sites like uh, Gath, I think. Goliath Ooh. of Gath. Title of the chapter on my quote colleague Dr. Jones and his quote publications. publications. <laughs> is that a little bit of you I know? Wonder, like, I'm curious. Is he like a real professor? Um, does he have publications? What's what's he really? Is this really what an archaeologist does? Is like run around the globe, like yeah. you know, cavorting with women? Maybe some archaeologists do. Yeah, um, well, you know. But Indiana Jones definitely did. On his, but what is his publications? We never really read anything by Dr. Jones. No, he, he's oh, not Oh, we a, should chat GPT it. He's, <laughs> what's something that Indiana Jones would write? A publication by Dr. Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's, that's a project anyway, for another con- time. Congratulations to the editor and to the authors of this volume. And uh, yeah, look forward to picking this mm-hmm. one up. This has been a production of Weird Religion. A podcast for people who know religion is weird but love it anyway. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. Follow us into the ocean. Allow your heart to blossom. Retreat into the gorgeous and haunted forests of your mind. Find us there.